At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The Sports Betting Network. Scott Satterberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can get me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, we're going to be joined in studio by Mackenzie Rivers from uh, Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas, RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast. We're going to get into the whole Kyrie Irving saga and talk about the odds movement because um, there has been some, some maybe some buy-in or just some change in the odds with the Brooklyn Nets and and their perceived chances to win the NBA title. Uh, is it a rightful move with um, Kyrie Irving opting in to the final year of his deal? Similarly, there has been movement in the odds for the uh, Clippers with the John Wall news. In case you didn't hear, John Wall uh, being bought out by the Houston Rockets and will sign with the Clippers. So that has changed the odds on the Clippers to win the NBA title. Your current odds right now, the Clippers are your co-favorites to win the NBA title, along with the Golden State Warriors. Plus 550 for the Clippers and the Warriors. The Celtics are plus 600, Bucks plus 650, then the Nets plus 700. Those are your odds right now to win the NBA title. I think it's interesting that the Clippers are your favorite right now, but there's just so much, I guess, potential, and it kind of makes me feel like, you know, what we saw with the Nets last year with all the potential. And and it's the idea that people were believing, hey, we're going to get, KD healthy, Kyrie healthy, uh, James Harden. This team is going to be just stacked. But it wasn't really the case, right? And then obviously they get rid of Harden and the whole COVID thing and the vaccine and all that stuff and whatever. But um, this year, it's it's the hype train, if you will, is on the Clippers. Uh, Kawhi back, Paul George, now John Wall to go along with the rest of the team and and. Frankly, it makes them very intriguing, especially if they make more moves here in the offseason once free agency begins. And, and and speaking of free agency news, like there, there's a lot of intriguing teams. The Knicks are an intriguing team because they freed up some cap space with the whole uh, Kemba Walker, Walker trade. And, you know, on draft day with the whole confusing swap that they did. So... What now is um, 
the the outlook for them. Are they signing Jalen Brunson? And what does Jalen Brunson do for a team, for that team, with Julius Randle and Obi Toppin and R.J. Barrett and whatnot? So a lot of things that will start to become big topics over the next, uh, I want to say, um, couple of weeks, well, the next week or so, because NBA free agency begins, I believe, July 1st, right? That's when it always begins. So, um, well, <laughs> there's the whole moratorium that's like the last couple of days of June, you know, where you're like, you're not allowed to talk about players, but then you talk about players and then, you know, people announce some stuff. Um, and you can um, negotiate from July 1st to July 6th, but teams cannot sign anybody until July 6th. You can't officially sign until July 6th. So you can come to an agreement with free agents during the moratorium, but nothing can become official until July 6th. So July 1st is when it'll begin, and um, then we'll have all bunch of player news. So coming up at the end of this week, really, is where things will get really interesting in the NBA, and there will be shifts in the futures market for sure. So right now, if you look at some teams, and if you think there's a team out there that is on the cusp of making some news, whether it's uh, a trade or a potential free agency, then maybe it's the right time to buy in on a team that you think the odds will change. For instance... Let's just, for argument's sake, look at the Lakers. Now, I'm very anti-Lakers. I'm just not a believer in this team. LeBron's getting up there in age, even though he's still great. But, you know, they still have LeBron. Whatever. Lakers right now 22-1 to to win the NBA title. Not as long as, like, I'd like them to be. And not as long of odds as, frankly, I think they should be. But... This is where they are, 22 to 1. What if the Lakers make a really attractive move here in free agency? And again, like I, I don't know what that move is, but maybe there's a player that they can trade for that makes them better. You know, maybe the whole Russell Westbrook thing, which is, um, who knows, right? What's going to happen with him? He has a $47 million player option. Obviously, he's going to opt in. I, I, I don't know why you would not opt in to $47 million. He had his worst season last year of his career, and there's no one that's going to pay him any money. 
So maybe there's opt-in trade scenarios. I don't know. But it would be interesting to see if a team like that makes a move that changes their future outlook. So you can buy in on them now at a number that is not going to be there next week. Because once signings and trades start happening this weekend, well, really starting next week, because like I said, nothing can become official until July 6th, but the market will move once we hear about agreements with players. The the numbers that you see right now are not going to be the numbers that you will see next week. There will be movement in the odds. So this might be the time to buy in on speculation. See what Shams and Woj are putting out there and try and pick a team that you think is going to improve themselves. Right now, odds to win the Eastern Conference. Celtics are your favorite, followed by the Bucks, then the Brooklyn Nets, then the Philadelphia 76ers. Miami Heat are, are your fifth favorite. In the West, it's the Clippers and the Warriors, your co-favorites, then the Suns, then the Mavericks, then the Nuggets and Grizzlies, followed by the Lakers. Honestly, I don't know what the Suns are going to look like next year. I don't know what's going on with DeAndre Ayton. The Mavericks are intriguing. Could they add some pieces to to help Luka out a little bit? The Warriors are the Warriors, right? And the Clippers are really the team that, obviously, the market has been so bullish on not just with the players returning and getting Kawhi and PG healthy for an entire season, but it's the John Wall edition as well. And the Clippers now look like a team that is going to be a contender for the NBA title. A team that, by the way, wasn't that bad without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And then when PG came back, still without Kawhi, they were all right. So what does this team look like now adding John Wall and getting those players back healthy? Yeah, I mean, you knew that they were going to be amongst the favorites. Uh, I'm intrigued by the fact that they have become the favorite just because of the John Wall uh, announcement. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N. A-I-R. And as far as Rookie of the Year after last week's draft, my opinion has not changed. I'm still, you know, obviously Paolo Boncaro is the favorite to win this award. But I I really think that Jaden Ivey at plus 650 is a guy that I would target because he has been, I, I said this prior to the draft, that Jaden Ivey was, in my opinion, along with um, Paolo Boncaro, the two guys that were the most NBA-ready. And what I meant by that is not that they're going to be the best out of this class. I just felt they were the guys that could go and play 
big-time minutes and contribute right away. That's what I felt. And so you look at the Pistons and what they have and, and Cade Cunningham and others and add Jaden Ivey to the mix, I think this is a dude that has an immediate impact on this team. And so he's not the favorite. He's like the fourth favorite to win this award. But I like him more than, you know, Jabari Smith and certainly Chet Holmgren. Probably worth a flyer at plus 650. We'll continue the conversation coming up next. Our good friend Mackenzie Rivers from Fox Sports Radio, RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast will join us. Coming up next, this is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on the look ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network, joined in the studio by Mackenzie Rivers from Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas, RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast. And, you know, it's funny, you and I were just talking off the air that uh, when football season ends, the biggest sports story is still football, it's still the NFL. And the NBA season came to a close, and the biggest story is still the NBA because right. you go from the finals to the draft, and now we're a week away from the start of free agency. Right. And I wish this basketball offseason will be anything like the sexiness and the, the thickness of this NFL offseason. I mean, think about it. Brady, mm-hmm. Wilson, yeah. Watson, argue, arguably the three biggest stars in the sport, all move teams, all unexpected. Well, let's see what happens with Watson in the future. With the NBA, there's one big team that was in the crosshairs, and we've seen this in the odds. It's the Brooklyn Nets down sharp book at the West Gate down the road there, 20 to 1 all day today. Mm-hmm. Then straight out of Vegas comes on. The great RJ Bell starts to get to talking. Uh, I don't really know. It seems, it seems like Kyrie doesn't really have an option but to come back to Brooklyn. And then over the wire, we get the news Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving, at least one more year. They're going to have a try it year. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets get Kyrie Irving back for one year. We made the bet on air. 20 to 1, $40 wins us 800 if it cashes. Uh, now it's 8 to 1 at the Westgate. So the, bo- yeah. the books are that quick. They are that sharp. Is 8 to 1 the right number, though? Because uh, last year, two, plus 250, the Nets were by far the number one consensus favorite. Harden out. Simmons, maybe with his back, maybe back in eventually, probably eventually back in. But from plus 250, number one favorite to plus 800 in a big pile of favorites. No real big, clear favorite next year. What do you think about the Brooklyn Nets' chances? Yeah, you know, they're 7-1 to one at DraftKings, uh, and there was movement on that. There was 9-1 to one to 7-1, to one, whatever it was. So obviously, P- 
people maybe buying in on them or just the market being bullish on them. Uh, I don't know what to think about them because they were a team that I was considering fading sure. this entire, you know, this entire offseason. By, by this entire offseason, I mean the past week, two weeks. Sure. Uh, I, I was thinking about fading them, but, you know, with Kyrie back and, and assuming, you know, your, your KD is going to be good, Joe Harris comes back healthy, and whatever they get out of Ben Simmons, this is a team that will compete in the Eastern Conference. So obviously getting them at the highest number possible is a good bet. Uh, would I like to bet them at 7-1? to one? Probably not right now, but I'm very intrigued by them. But I agree with the movement. I think the movement right. was correct. Do you agree with Sean Mark's decision not to give Kyrie the big bag? Correct. I do. I do, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think it was a ballsy move, though. Because about 12 hours ago, I'm like, Kyrie's going to go play with the Lakers for free for $6 million a year. He's going to walk away. Mm -hmm. That was the threat. So to get Kyrie for nothing would have been bad. Yeah, and to explain that, the Lakers really yeah. only have that what mid-level exemption for, for $6 million. So, you know, Kyrie could have decided not to opt in, yeah. become a free agent, and then just sign that mid-level. And it was limited options yeah. for everybody. Reportedly, nobody would sign Kyrie for a max deal. I mean, as much as talented he is, he arguably had his three best productive seasons, most highest points per game ever mm -hmm. with the Nets, three most efficient seasons, highest true shooting percentage. But he's, you know, can't touch him with the six-feet pole, according to 29 teams. And the Nets are the one team that said, okay, fine, we'll take you back just for one year. But ballsy bet. I was convinced that Kyrie Irving was going to, you know, man of principles, just take the little bit of money and say, F you, Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to play for your biggest rival for practically nothing and form the big three. So how about this now? Any interest in a 1,000 to 1 plus 10, or no, 10, plus 10,000. So 100 to 1. 100 to 1, yeah, 101, plus 10,000 on Kyrie to win the MVP. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson winning the Heisman, hundred to one. So stranger things have happened, isn't it? But isn't you, can't you make the argument that Kyrie is playing for his future? Yes, which is shocking. He's thirty years old. He'll yeah. be thirty-one next year and a free agent. Who's giving him a max deal with all of the drama that comes right. along with it? The he, only reason, the only way you'll get it is if he comes out this year and balls out. Yeah, here's why Kyrie will be as motivated, more motivated than he ever has been in his career. He just had meeting after meeting after meeting with the L.A. Clippers and the New York Knicks and all these teams that said, hey, 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 I'm so good. Offer this trade package for me. Give me a max deal. And I'm there for years. I'm your guy, Leon Rose in Madison Square Garden. I'm your guy, Steve Ballmer in L.A. Clippers. You know what they told him in the meeting? Not worth it, bro. Mm -hmm. You're not really worth that much. So he comes back. He says, okay, I've exercised my options. I'm back in Brooklyn for one year. He's only played, what, 25 games this year. He's going to be as rested as ever. So the 101 shot, he's never really been an MVP-level player. Mm -hmm. But if you look at his efficiency in the few games he played, you look at his production and you extrapolate that over 82-game season, he would be right there. Uh, so 101 makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's – it's uh, it's not as good as your Mar Marcus Smart hundred to one Finals yeah. MVP, which was like forty to one the day the next day. But it's it's a decent wager. I could see that making sense. Yeah, it's either that or you know he just does whatever he does and he gets his money just off of his reputation. Just somebody's like you know this is the NBA and we're just going to pay for names. 
So he's going to get a deal no matter where he goes, no matter what he does. I'll say this about the MVP market. There's never been the same thing with the title markets. There's never been less uh, favorites where Luka and Embiid are 6-1. to one. Kevin Durant's like 10-1 to one in some spots. Mm-hmm. LeBron went from 10-1 to one last year to 25-1 to one to open up some spots. Yeah. I don't really see Devin Booker making that leap. I don't see Jason Tatum after he played the most minutes of anybody ever. Yeah. You know, in this last calendar year. I don't see him really turning the corner up versus a team built. So I could see some of these long shots hitting in the MVP race. Uh, no real value at the top in my, as far as I'm concerned. I would agree with that. Uh, speaking of a guy that, you know, picking up his option and no real other options, mm-hmm. is that what's going to happen with Russell Westbrook? $47 million option for him to pick up. Look what just happened with John Wall. John Wall just didn't play for four years. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, he cashed a $46 million check, or $40 million. I forgot how it worked. Well, the, yeah, the, it was 44 minus six, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, eventually, he'll get all that bought, money yeah, yeah. in spades. Kyrie Irving said, I'll prove it to you. I'll, I'll pay. I don't think that's the right decision. You could play terribly, be John Wall, and get paid $40 million from four years from now. Russell Westbrook and John Wall are the cash, the, keep cashing those checks candidates. Uh, as far as the future holds for Russell Westbrook, I don't see him. He's a stubborn man. I don't see him taking any less money. I don't see him moving out of the way. So they, it might be the situation like John Wall last year where they're, so pay, they're op- paying him not to play yeah, at the end of the year. And so there's a situation. So if you're Russell Westbrook, you have you basically opt in, right. and then it's maybe the Lakers buy you out. Yeah, you're not whatever. opting out of $47 million because exactly. you're not making that up with three years of what, pe- what current value would pay you. So I, I, I guess he's a free agent come February because he's definitely going to opt in and the Lakers don't seem, especially the way those end-of-season meetings happened where mm-hmm. LeBron was talking about we never really gelled, and Russell Westbrook's like, what? You told me we did. So there's <laughs> a lot of that going on. Kind of like Baker Mayfield not going back to Cleveland. I don't see Russell Westbrook suiting up for more than maybe a month at the beginning of this season before they say, let's end this experiment as soon as possible. Do you think there's any value on the Lakers in the futures market around 22, 25-1 to win the title because of the potential of moves and what i mean by that is and i said this last segment the odds that you see now are not going to be the odds a week from now because of free agency and trades and agreements the people are going to start to hit this market yeah the the market's going to move well i guess a little bit more than a week from now so like july 6th is the, the start where trades can officially happen so that's when the market will move the lakers are a team that could make moves i know they don't have a lot of cap space but maybe Something happens, they get creative, there's some trades, I don't know. It is, it, do you think that seeing the 22 or 25 to 1 right now is a value considering where that line could be in, a, in about a week from now? 100%. Today's price is not tomorrow's price, as Fat Joe would say. The Lakers were plus 400 last year to start, the title, start their title run, or as bad as you could possibly imagine. In fact, I did this math. They had the best odds of any team to start the season, preseason odds, that ended up not making the playoffs in the last 40 years. No one's wow. ever been that optimistic and done that poorly. That said, that's been multiplied by, what, five times from 4-1 to one to 20-1. to one. And I think if you're projecting, if you have your hindsight glasses on, there's a better chance they'll be better this year when they figure out what to do now that Russell Westbrook is on the move on. They still have LeBron in his prime-ish. You know, he got 27, 27 a game just like always. And Anthony Davis talked about a prove-it year I don't think I've ever seen a superstar need mm-hmm. to come back as much as Anthony Davis does. So I'm not sure who it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Westbrook. 
but if they have decent guard play, 20 to 1 right now, and some books are less than that, I would say grab the 20 to 1 on the Lakers. I think the I think they're going to make a move. I think they're going to trade for somebody, and I don't know who it's going to be. Um, you don't have to worry about them being all in. That's what yeah. I like about betting on the Lakers because Rob Palinka and them boys are going to do whatever they can to maximize this year, mm-hmm. and they do that every year. Yeah, there's, there's definitely going to be some names on the move. The Lakers are definitely going to acquire a piece or two. And this team will their market the market will change twenty five to one twenty four to one twenty two to one it ain't gonna be here next week let's shift gears we're gonna get into the NFL coming up next uh, Tuesday a big day for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns he's Mackenzie Rivers from Fox Sports Radio straight out of Vegas R J Bell's Dream Preview Podcast I'm Scott Seidenberg this is the Look Ahead here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined in studio by Mackenzie Rivers from Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas, RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast on Twitter at Mackin Rivers. That's right. That's an interesting Twitter handle there. Uh, <laughs> Pronounced it right, at yeah, Mackin Rivers. At very Mackin good. Rivers. Uh, let's get into the NFL because Tuesday's a, a big day for the Cleveland Browns and for the league in general. Um, for those not aware, the disciplinary hearing will take place here on Tuesday. Could go into Wednesday, but I don't think it'll take two days to decide that this guy should be suspended for at least a year. At least that's the recommendation by the NFL. He'll appeal it, but then the appeal just goes to Roger Goodell. And if the NFL is the one recommending the suspension, they're not going to overturn their own recommendation. Uh, is there a problem with the system? Maybe, but that's not for the discussion right now. Deshaun Watson out for a year. Absolutely changes the outlook on the Cleveland Browns. I don't care how talented their roster is. I just talked to Ben Brown tonight from, from PFF who said that, you know, going from Baker Mayfield to Jacoby Brissett is like a field goal or more to a point yeah, spread. Definitely. Like four, maybe Four, four and a half points. Right. The distance from Baker Mayfield to Deshaun Watson is the same distance as Baker Mayfield in the other direction to Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, so, and, and the reason why I'm doing the Baker Mayfield comparison is because, yes, the Browns were a talented roster last year yep. around the quarterback. Expect, so now to win nine and a half games yes. with Baker, yep. So now we take the quarterback out and we replace him with a lesser quarterback, and there's no way this team is going to be as good as they were last year. No, and we saw that in the win total. It opened up 10. It's like, okay, pretty much the same as they were last year. Maybe Watson misses a couple of games. Then the New York Times article comes out. It's nine and a half. Then it, people read the New York Times article. And everybody mm-hmm. talks about the New York Times article. Then it's nine. Now it's eight and a half. Now it's 8.4, so you've got to pay a little bit more for the under. It's juiced to the under. I don't disagree with the move. I'm not sure if it's a full season. You mentioned that process. Uh, there's a, there's, the league recommends to a arbitrator who then can be appealed. I feel like the arbitrator is going to come back from the full season a little bit, but we'll see where it ends up. Regardless, I don't see how you could put a dime on the Browns right now, unless as a 49ers fan, I'm hopeful there's some Jimmy G's discussion coming up where they're starting to come to terms with the reality. If we want to save this season, if we want to save, you know, Kareem Hunt season and uh, their great offensive line season and their, the Miles Garrett season, if they want to say, hey, we have a really talented roster, let's do something this year, 
they got to get Jimmy G. Jacoby Brissett is not a starting level quarterback. He's a great backup. I know a starting level quarterback that made the Super Bowl the last three years. He's on my team, willing to give him up for pretty much anything, a fourth round pick. Let's make it happen. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, what commodities do they have to trade? They traded, for, what, four first round picks, a third rounder, a fourth rounder for Deshaun Watson. Do they have anything left to trade for, for Jimmy G? And do they make that move and maybe a financial commitment when they're committing $230 million? Yep. I know it's only $1 million for this season right. because they they wanted to help Deshaun Watson not lose money. Good point. Good. I mean, yeah, they, knew, yeah. they knew what they were doing. They yeah. knew exactly this deal was coming around the horizon when they signed Deshaun Watson. They they, they can't argue for ignorance on this one. Yeah, no, because they did a one-year deal, one, yeah. one million for this year, and then the rest of the money later And what on. does that one year do? Yes, it saves Deshaun Watson potential money if he's suspended. It also gives them more flexibility for this season. They have the cap room to sign Jimmy G on his $25 million. I know it's crazy for one year, but... Is it, is it better than tossing the season to the side? I think so. And here's, what the, here's why the, I think the trade might happen. The 49ers have this choice. Trade Jimmy G or pay him $25 million a year. They can cut him and only have to pay him about two and save 23. Those are the options. So there's no other team that I see. The Panthers have been thrown out there. Mm -hmm. I don't see another team coming out with any offer. So if the Browns say sixth round pick, it might be enough. Because of the money, because of the financial commitment. Exactly. If yeah. they're willing to pay that money, the 49ers are not. So it's either cut Jimmy G or trade him for you know pennies on the dollar. What about Baker for Jimmy G? Interesting. Uh, no. No, thank you. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has shown that he can be um, uh, quite a star when everything's going for him. But if he's a backup to Trey Lance, future phenom, I don't see him being mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so well gruntled. He's going to be disgruntled, in fact. So, yeah, I'll pass on uh, – I guess they might throw him in there just to, to make the money work, but I will pass on any long-term commitment to, to Baker Mayfield. Does Jimmy's surgery affect his uh, trade value right now or anything? Yeah, yeah, well, it has. I mean, ideally, the 49ers would have traded him six months ago, but they yeah. haven't because he got a surgery about five months ago, which was news to the team. Uh, I think it's this. Once the 49ers, once he can pass a physical, mm -hmm. he can be traded. He can't throw the ball, therefore he can't, be, he can't pass a physical. He won't be traded until that, so... Uh, it's good news that he's almost throwing, but until he actually is throwing, we can't we can't execute any kind of deal. If it's not the Cleveland Browns, who do you think it is? I think it's the free agency market. I think they'll be giving away a trading bargaining yeah. position, but I don't think there is one to have. I think mm. the, the uh, Browns can pick him up for pennies on the dollar, or they could pick him up third week of the season for, for however much it costs to sign him on a free agency deal. So you really do think that Jimmy Jimmy G will be the Browns quarterback? Yes, I do. I mean, so if that's yeah. the case, then minus one ten, I would take Jimmy G in Cleveland this year. So if that's the case, would you buy in on the over on the Cleveland Browns win total because it has been now right. bumped down because of all this news? If you think the speculation is that yeah. they'll they're going to improve at the quarterback position for this one year. Do you then buy in on the Browns at all of these adjusted numbers? That's a great question. I think you have to. I think you have to at least look in that direction because it's not going to go any lower. It's pretty much been adjusted to elite quarterback to no quarterback or replacement level mm -hmm. quarterback. So last year, Baker Mayfield, say what you want about him, was coming into last year considered an average to above average quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is worth nothing in the trade market right now. I think if you look at his career, you look at start by start, QBR, EPA, any of that stuff. He's an average to above average quarterback. I think you're you're getting like for like if you're moving from Baker Mayfield to Jimmy G. 
So I think the Browns should be as good as they were last year, if not a little bit better, because that division's not going to be as good with the Steelers way dropping off. So I think, uh, yeah, over eight and a half, you get plus 100 right now here at Circa. I think that's the only way to look uh, for the Browns win total. Very interesting. Never, never thought about buying in right. on the Browns because I never really thought about Jimmy G going to the Browns. So that's absolutely very interesting. I think whatever team Jimmy G goes to obviously sees an improvement, whether it's the Seahawks or the Browns or the Panthers or the Texans. I mean, what am I missing quarterback needy teams here? I mean, uh, who else? We- the, the Seahawks don't count as an NFL team this year. They're, they're <laughs> an expansion potential franchise. I mean, what did we just have? We just had the NBA draft, right? And mm-hmm. what was the narrative for three months? Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith. When the odds started moving the other way, despite Adrian Wojnarowski and everyone yep. confirming, supposedly confirming this narrative, but the odds moved the other way, I think that's what we're going to see. Every kind of narrative that's been written about the Browns has been negative for the past three months. I think tomorrow, maybe it's kind of like the stock market when it's at the worst possible you can imagine. It's the time to buy in. So uh, if we get a confirmation of the suspension that you, you and I both think is coming, mm-hmm. the odds might jerk in that direction, even though the odds are already moving in that direction, already expect all this. If you get an eight and a half to the eight to the over with a little extra vig would be a great opportunity. A must bet opportunity, in my opinion. Wow, could you imagine if people just start buying in on the under once the suspension gets announced? Absolutely. And then the number goes to like seven and a half or eight, you know, it's like you'd almost have to auto yeah, you almost have to auto bet the over. There's only one narrative driven bet. Yeah. And that's the under. I think you wait and I think you say, Hey, has this been built has this narrative been built in? I don't see I don't see how you can look at the odds and, and come with any other conclusion. That's really, really interesting. Um it, speaking of uh some teams and, and drama or not not drama, but just headlines in the offseason, I feel like there's a team out there that we're not talking about enough that is very good, got better this offseason, yet is almost being ignored. And it's the Indianapolis Colts. This was a great team last year, like a very good team last year, okay? Best running back in the NFL, arguably the best offensive guard in the NFL, really good defense. They just improved at the quarterback position with Matt Ryan. And yet it feels like with all the Deshaun Watson stuff and all the drama and Trey Lance and Jimmy G, it's like people are forgetting about the Indianapolis Colts who are favored to win their division and with their schedule will probably run away with it. Colts, like the Browns, were one of the best rosters in the NFL last year. Unlike the Browns, they were one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. So that's to your favor. And Peyton Manning was talking about all these quarterbacks coming in. He obviously had that experience with Denver. I think if you look at the last couple of years, we have to say things are different. And I did this study, and it's kind of uh, not relevant now. First-year quarterbacks for a long time with a new system did not do well. Mm. And then Tom Brady, during a COVID year, took a brand-new team to the Super Bowl and won it. Yep. And then Matthew Stafford, learning an entirely new system, a run-first system, a zone-blocking system, a boot system, so much like everything the opposite of what he did in Detroit forever. He goes to the Rams, and they do that, and it's instant success. I feel like with uh, the Surface, the Microsoft Surfaces today, with the off-season schedule, people are able to get this into their muscle memory so much sooner than we have experienced before. Matt Ryan, obviously a classic vet, been here forever. I feel like he can do it as much as anybody. We saw Phillip Rivers do it in Indianapolis to great success. So I feel like the Colts are a buy-on team. Definitely bet them minus 120 to win the division. The Titans ain't nothing this year. We're going to do it. He's Mackenzie Rivers, Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas, RJ Bell's Dream Preview Podcast on Twitter at Mackin Rivers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v the 
Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSN has to offer from now until the end. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. End of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MOB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the Major League Baseball board for this Tuesday, June 28th. The action begins uh, with one day game. It's actually a double header. Game one of the double header. It's the uh, Twins and the Guardians. That'll start about 1.10 Eastern time. Zach Plezak on the hill for Cleveland against uh, Devin Smeltzer for the Twins. No odds on this one yet. Game two projected to be, um, I believe, Connor Pilkington is scheduled to get the start for the Guardians and Josh Winder for the Twins. Uh, there's All these doubleheaders start to get confusing overnight because, you know, these teams might decide to swap pitchers and say, all right, you know, we're going to have this guy start game one and then this guy start game two as opposed to what they announced that was maybe the schedule the day before. So uh, there's no odds on uh, those games just yet. Uh, And then your night slate. Braves at the Phillies. Charlie Morton goes for Atlanta. Zach Wheeler for Philly. And the Phillies right now minus 120. And we talked about this briefly with Jason Weingarten earlier on the program. I actually don't hate a a Braves bet here. The Phillies offense without Bryce Harper is going to suffer a bit. And Nick Castellanos has just been atrocious uh, for the past several weeks. And so I just don't know how much offense we're going to get from the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, Zach Wheeler is the ace of the staff and should pitch really well. Maybe an under is the play, but... I don't hate the Braves here uh, in this spot, especially getting a little bit of plus money. Yankees and A's will continue their series. Uh, J.P. Sears going to get the start 
for the Yankees, and uh, that'll be, I guess, his second start of the season. Uh, He started against the Orioles. That was his first start. He went five shutout innings. That was back on May 25th. So he's a relief pitcher. He's not all the way stretched out. Uh, In that start, he did, uh, how many pitches did he throw? Through 84 pitches. So uh, curious to see what J.P. Sears does uh, for the Yankees here against the A's. The A's will send Frankie Montas to the hill. Yankees minus 200 against the A's. Pirates take on the Nationals. Jose Quintana on the hill for the Pirates. Patrick Corbin for the Nats. Uh, I always like fading Patrick Corbin, so I don't hate fading him here, taking a little plus money with the Pirates. Nationals are minus 125. I I just don't like the Nationals as a favorite, especially with Patrick Corbin on the hill. Red Sox take on the Blue Jays. Michael Waka goes for Boston against Ross Stripling. Michael Waka this year has been one of the more um, profitable pitchers in the first five innings of games. Uh, I believe his record here, as we check our notes, is 8-0-4 in the first five innings this season. Just think about that. 8-0-4 in the first five innings. Uh, so the Red Sox are a underdog in Toronto against Ross Stripling and the Blue Jays. I, I don't hate maybe like a Red Sox, maybe instead of you could take a plus money on their first five, but what about like a Red Sox plus a half a run in the first five innings? This way, if they're just tied after five, you get the win, right? Uh, let me look at what the early line is on that. I'm seeing Red Sox plus 118 and minus 110 on the run line. I mean, I'll, I'll pay the juice to get a win with a push especially backing a guy, like I mentioned, in Michael Waka, 8-0-4 in the first five innings this season. Let's move on, uh, take a look at the Astros and the Mets. Framber Valdez goes for Houston. Carlos Cookie Carrasco goes for the Mets. Houston, a minus 125 favorite with a total of eight. I actually like Houston in this spot uh, just because I I, I like Valdez a lot. Um, So I probably might play Houston. Uh, the Rays take on the Brewers. Shane Baz gets the start for Tampa. They're minus 120. Brandon Woodruff goes for the Brewers. Uh, Marlins and the Cardinals from St. Louis. Cards are minus 160 with Dakota Hudson getting the start. And uh, Braxton Garrett goes for Miami. Reds take on the Cubs in Chicago. Keegan Thompson on the bump for the Cubbies. And Luis Castillo for the Reds. Chicago minus 115 in this spot. Actually, lean Cubs with Keegan on the hill. Rangers take on the Royals. John Gray against uh, Jonathan Heasley. Uh, Heasley for the Royals. And Texas is a minus 145 favorite with John Gray on the hill. Dodgers looking to bounce back after a loss in which they were shut out against the Rockies in Colorado. They'll send Clayton Kershaw to the hill uh, against Kyle Freeland. Dodgers are minus 220. Total is 11 and a half. Uh, I like the Dodgers in a bounce back spot. Maybe like a um, maybe like a uh, Dodgers minus one and a half, probably. 
would would be a move here, or just back them on the F five minus a half run. Think about it. Uh, White Sox take on the Angels. You got Johnny Cueto on the hill for Chicago. Uh, Chase Silseth goes for the Angels. No line on this game just yet. Padres against the Diamondbacks. San Diego with Sean Manaya on the on the hill minus one twenty favorites in Arizona. I kind of like the Diamondbacks with Zach Gallen on the hill uh, against the Padres. Maybe go with the Diamondbacks first five. Similar thing to the Red Sox, like plus a half a run. If they're tied after five innings, you get the win. Uh, total in that game is seven and a half. That's a really low total. But you got two pretty good pitchers here. Uh, speaking of good pitchers, you got Carlos Rodon going for the Giants against Tariq Skubal of the Tigers. San Francisco minus 200. Total is seven in this game. Um, as much as I like Tariq Skubal, I, I just I can't bet on the Tigers. It's it's I've done it and I've gotten burned. Uh, their offense just doesn't do it for me. Um, you know, got swept by the Red Sox. They did take two of three from the Diamondbacks. Uh, we'll see how they do here against Rodon and the Giants coming up in San Francisco tomorrow night. And then the Orioles take on the Mariners in Seattle. Um, you got Dean Kramer on the hill for the Orioles against Robbie Ray for the Mariners. And Seattle's minus 175. I think I like the Orioles here. So Dean Kramer has made four starts for Baltimore. They are 3-1 and one in those starts. In his first start, he gave up three runs in four and a third innings. In his second start, one earned run in five innings. In his third start, zero runs in six innings. And in his fourth start, zero runs in five and two-thirds innings. I I think the Orioles here at this plus-money price, coming off of a 9-2 win against Seattle, I, I don't hate that at all. So that might be one to take a look at. As always, I'll tweet out, on, on my page at Scott's on air when I post my baseball card to um, the VSIN daily best bets page, uh, which if you just go to vsin.com, scroll down to the middle of the page, the quick link section, click on daily best bets from hosts, and you'll get our best bets uh, document that updates throughout the day. Um, or in your subscriber email, you can just click on the link that is provided there along with all the picks that are given out earlier in the day. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, our very own Matt Humans, senior editor of vcin.com, Point Spread Weekly, host of The Edge uh, at 7.45 a.m. Ross Tucker, uh, former NFL offensive lineman, the uh, Even Money podcast at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and then Drew Butler, uh, former NFL uh, punter from the Punt and Pass podcast, We'll join the program at 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. Once again, you can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R, as we're going to get ready for another profitable day, as we always like to do. Cash and tickets, right? This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.